people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA. Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 21 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Cellio, partnered with... Adam Kasucci. I switched it up for you, Adam. I didn't say along with or here with. I said partnered with, just to keep it interesting. Today's episode 21, number of Matt Thomas, some other greats, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and soon-to-be Joel Embiid. Uh, today, for week three NBA recap, we have a couple of rap schemes to go through, I think four of them, and some other games and performances we're going to talk about. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. First off, we have Raptors versus Grizzlies. In this first game, the Raptors came away with a 108-99 victory with Pascal Siakam's 26 points, one rebound, and three assists on 9-for-16 shooting from the field. His shooting was much better this game than it has been in the past, uh, three-pointers included, but he did have four turnovers. The start of the game felt a little shaky, like the players were maybe scared to shoot, possibly from losing confidence after that Celtics blowout. However, we did shake this off by the second quarter as we outscored them 40-29. to the other starters had average games to sum it up. Lowry had 15 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 steals on 4 for 12 shooting, 2 for 9 from 3. And Van Vliet had 14 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks on 4 for 7 shooting. So both players had well-rounded performances, did a bit of everything on both ends of the floor. But Kyle did not have the best of shooting nights, not to mention his 9 turnovers. Powell and Ibaka performed well off the bench with 16 and 12 points respectively. Abaka also had 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks on 5-for-9 shooting, whereas Powell shot 4-for-8 and contributed 2 rebounds and 4 assists. Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, and Jamarant were some of the problems that night. Brooks had 25 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 steals on 11-for-26 shooting. Allen had 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist on 6-for-14 shooting. And Ja had 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 10 assists on 7 for 19 shooting. JV had 0 points, 10 boards, and 1 assist on 0 for 2, uh, for two shooting. So, uh, so we were saying that Mark outplayed him. Um, I guess, obviously, the trade paid off. <laughs> um, overall, we, we shot better from 3 and from the field this game, 39% to their 33% from 3 and 48% to their 41% from the field. This stemmed from our strong uh, defensive intensity throughout the game. I noticed Pascal was working harder than usual on that end of the floor, which is nice to see and what we want to see as Raptor fans. Um, He becomes a much more effective player. Um, He uses his talents and size on both ends of the floor. All other team stats were roughly the same between rebounds, assists, steals, and turnovers. We did have 26 total turnovers, which is never good. Jack kept mentioning it during the game that we needed to lessen the turnovers. It's a big part of uh, the Raptors doing well mm-hmm. to not turn over the ball. One final thing we wanted to mention was something that Jack and Matt were talking about during the game. They were discussing the possibility of Nick Nurse winning Coach of the Year. And they mentioned how people who, who watch the Raptors day in and day out know that this team is still a force to be reckoned with, even after the loss of Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. This also stems from strong coaching, being able to take this disadvantaged team, curse with injuries all season, and keep them at the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, and second in the league overall. This puts Nick Nurse at a huge debate for Coach of the Year and all Raptors fans, 
anonymously agree that he should win it. Now moving on to the Raptors versus Bucks. Lowry and Fred sat this game for rest, and Ibaka could not play due to injury. Meanwhile, Giannis sat due to an oral surgery he had, he had uh, received earlier on in the day. Powell and Davis were set to start this game, and Powell had an amazing performance with 21 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 3 blocks on 7 for 13 shooting and 4 threes made. Pascal had 14 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals, but shot horribly. He was 1 for 7 from 3 and 5 for 16 from the field. Let's hope this his shooting obviously improves going into the playoffs. Um, getting all the all the rough starts out now, all the shooting uh, the shooting downs out now before the playoffs start. Uh, but his form is looking more and more stiff um, as we've seen him play, which is worrisome. Yeah, he shot well last game, so we are starting to notice um, an on and off trend here, and it's not good. We want to see consistency from our uh, from our max contract men. True. Davis somehow fouled out in 16 minutes of play, contributing 10 points. Also, Mark shot 0 for 5 from the field, four of them being three ball attempts. We do not want to see him uh, this form uh, from him come playoff time, obviously, where we need all of our players to be scoring threats. Um, he did, however, have five rebounds, eight assists, and one block in his 20 minutes of play. Also, huge performance from the much-anticipated breakout bubble game for Chris Boucher. We have been saying we wanted to see more minutes from him, and we got that. In his 29 minutes of play, Boucher had 25 points, 11 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks on 9 for 15 shooting and 3 threes. He was all over the place firing shots, driving to the rack, and blocking big shots. Finally, Matt Thomas off the bench dropped 22 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist on 9 for 17 shooting. He had 4 3 balls too in his 37 minutes of play. Our bench players had some big nights here as we were able to outperform the number one team in the league. Our bench and reserve players performed better than the Bucks bench, which is promising for our deep rotation. Uh, Corver and Middleton led for the Bucks with 19 points and 17 points, respectively. Corver shot 5 for 6 from 3 and had 4 rebounds and 2 assists. Middleton contributed 4 rebounds and 3 assists, shooting 6 for 12 from the field. Paul Watson and Stanley Johnson got their first real minutes in the bubble for the Raptors, 21 minutes and 10 minutes. Benither performed too well, totaling one for eight shooting from the field and had four points and eight rebounds total. Uh, yeah, those guys we're going to talk a little bit about later as they've been getting more and more minutes in these last couple of games as we're trying to rest our starters for the playoffs. But it's been great to see some of these younger guys in. Usually we don't see them at all. We know when we talk about them soon, we're going to have some of their origin stories coming up. We don't really know what to say about these guys, even the contract video, because we haven't been given a lot of time to see and assess their play. But during this bubble, we've been really focusing on them a little bit. When they get on the court, we make sure to pay attention to what they're doing and see them if they're getting better or worse and what their play style is like. And it's been exciting to see some of these younger guys get some minutes here. Uh, we shot a better percentage from the field overall, uh, but we shot a worse three-point percentage. We got a little more rebounds than them and the same amount of assists, but less turnovers. We only had 14 turnovers this game, so far better from the last game against Memphis. So that's good, even against uh, you know one of the best teams, or the best team in the league technically by record, the Bucks. Um, we had less turnovers in the game against Memphis, so it's good to see that we kind of bounced back and sharpened up this game. And now moving on to Lakers versus the Nuggets. This was a close matchup for the entirety of the game. The biggest lead for the Lakers was seven, and for the Nuggets, it was six. So this game, we watched uh, pretty much most of it after the Raps game. It was tied going into the fourth quarter, 88-88, and the fourth quarter was definitely a fun one to watch. As the game was tied 121-121, to 
LA had a chance to win it off an inbounds play with 4.5 seconds remaining. And you can ask any of my friends, but I called the play. I said, Braun's going to inbound. There's going to be some type of screen handoff, and then they're going to shoot a three ball. What happens? Braun inbounded to Davis. A little screen handoff to Kuzma, who wrapped around for three. Kuzma puts up the shot and nails it over a late contesting bull bull. Uh, there wasn't enough time on the clock, nor a good look to tie the game up. So the Lakers took this one, 124 to 121. The Nuggets had a high and better field goal percentage this game, which was 58, which is crazy high compared to the LA's 54%. And the Nuggets' three-ball percentage is also much higher at 57%, which is great for three-ball, compared to the Lakers' 48%. All other team comparison stats were roughly the same this game. Uh, P.J. Dozier led the Nuggets with 18 points, four rebounds, and four assists on five-for-seven shooting. However, the scoring for the Nuggets was very evenly distributed. Millsap had 13, 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had 15, 4-1 on a perfect 6-for-6 six six from the field. Jokic had 12 points, 1-4. One uh, one and four. and Morris had 14, 3-4. Finally, Murray had 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals on 6-for-10 shooting. Meanwhile, the scoring for the Lakers was dominated by the three stars. Le- uh, LeBron led with 29 points, 1 rebound, 12 assists and two blocks on 9-for-21 shooting. He had five turnovers also. Davis had 27 points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals, and two blocks on 9-for-15 shooting. Finally, Kuz, with the game winner, had 25 points, six rebounds, three assists, and two steals on 11-for-16 shooting. Now moving on to the Raptors versus 76ers. What a great game this was. OG took this game off, and Serge was out with a knee injury. The Raptors were outscored in the first quarter, 32-25, to 25, after some lackluster plays. We were struggling to rebound and defend the three ball, which may have been improved if we had Nick Nurse encouraging the boys from the sideline. However, assistant coach Adrian Griffin took over as a head coach this game. Um, this could be, could be to give the NBA a chance to see what Griffin can offer as a head coach, since he has been uh, doing a, a good job under Nurse so far. And just wanted to stop it here, Gabe. What do you think of this, um, of, of Nurse giving Adrian Griffin such a big opportunity to display his coaching skills, um, which, which other coaches probably wouldn't have done and wouldn't have gave the assistant coach a chance to, with such a big opportunity and such a big uh, spotlight? Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a unique opportunity and it's nice to see Griffin you know, get a chance to show off his skill set and what he brings to this team. Uh, assistant coaches usually, especially, you know, they get hidden in the, the limelight of the head coach. Remember Dwayne Casey, like I didn't, I didn't even really know Nick Nurse too much before that, even though he was, he had that assistant coach role the entire time. So maybe as Nick, as uh, Dwayne Casey gave him a little bit of the spotlight, maybe Nick Nurse trying to do that same thing, prep Adrian Griffin to maybe have that role and, you know, possibly be a head coach for uh, another team, or maybe even when Nick Nurse is done, he would step in, who knows? So it's good to see, uh, you know, yeah. some of his talents be brought to the, the front stage for people to view. And, you know, like we we're going to say, it could have been for a multitude of reasons. It could be to give him a chance. It could also maybe be so that Nick Nurse can, you know, sit in the sidelines and just view the game from a different perspective because maybe he's going to see something he wouldn't necessarily see. Because remember, as a head coach, you're going to be focusing on your players, telling them what to do. You're going to be really, like, locked in on certain things that are happening. But maybe as he sits on the sideline, you can step back and just view the game as a whole of what the team needs to be doing better at. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that was very, very nice of Nurse. And uh, that was something that, that I think was needed. And Adrian Griffin uh, really obviously appreciated the opportunity. 
Um, Boucher and Lowry uh, shared the top scoring role with 19 points apiece. Boucher had nine rebounds and four blocks on seven for 12 shooting with four threes. Um, the blocks were electric. Obviously, you know, it's Chris Boucher, um, always getting momentum for the team, um, owning the paint and uh, jumping out for contests. Um, Lowry had one rebound, three assists, and two steals on six for 11 shooting. Um, he's starting to make it a habit of scoring a quarter-ending buzzer beater by sprinting the court with under five seconds remaining and then making a tough layup. Um, always trying to get, get the most out of the time on the clock is Kyle Lowry. Um, Powell also had 50% from the field and from three as he dropped 17 points, three rebounds, and one assist. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson played well on both ends of the floor this game. Um, he was showing off his high IQ and had some nice ISO drives to the rack. In the end, he had eight points, six boards, four assists, and two steals on two for three shooting. He actually hit a three ball too, which we don't see uh, see often from him, especially because his form is uh, pretty ugly and it's not, not the, the normal uh, form and is very unorthodox. Um, another notable thing was that Matt, Matt Thomas did not shoot too well this game, shooting two for seven from the field with six points and three rebounds. For the 76ers, I mean, we were very impressed w w with the court guy, Christian Korkmaz, uh, who had 21 points, five rebounds, four assists, and two steals on five for 10 shooting, all, being, all five being three balls. He was hitting tough shots and always found a way to get open or make Im uh, impactful plays on the court for the 76ers. Harris also held a, bu a bulk of the scoring with 22 points, six rebounds, five assists, and two blocks on eight for 13 shooting. Yeah, but by far the best part of this game was the action-packed ending where reserves battled the 76ers reserves. Our starters were sitting on the bench, you know, hyping up our players and talking smack to the 76ers starters, which was hilarious to watch as the two teams traded buckets. Uh, Lowry, Pascal, uh, Norm, they were all going crazy. Every basket we made, because some of them were pretty crazy and tough shots. And then, you know, just cheering and standing up, coming out of their seats. And then the 76ers were responding, doing the same thing. And we had a little back and forth going, and it was hilarious to see. I know me and Adam were on the phone. We were getting the laugh from it. I know Jack and Matt were loving it, too. Yeah. It felt like a playoff atmosphere. Like, there was so much intensity, especially because there was no crowd. There was no, like, big actual momentum factor. That was, like, as close as they got to having some no momentum. And so it was, it was great to see just our team, you know, fight back and have, show a lot of, like, just team chemistry and have a lot of fun in the bubble. So sure. after Matisse Thibault's three-pointer, we were down 118 to 112 with just under two minutes to go. Then the comeback was on after Duan Hernandez's fake handoff and one layup. This is the first time really we've seen Duan Hernandez in the bubble and one of the only times we've seen him on the court in general. There's probably been a handful of games. So this first basket, you know, made a good impression on us. We want to see our boys take the comeback win from the 76ers. So seeing some players step up, it was fun to see. Um, then Matt Thomas hit a heavily contested three off the handoff from Duan Hernandez to cut the lead down to one. Right after that, Paul Watson hit a crafty step-through layup to finally give us the lead. It was a big clutch basket for this reserve player, which we've not seen much of. And the 76ers then hit a three ball. But Stanley Johnson came in with a fake handoff layup that tied the game off at 121. Our bench started to go crazy, jumping on each other and yelling at Embiid, Harris, and Horford. We managed to get a stop, and we had the final chance to win it. So Stanley Johnson had the ball. He was very ball-dominant, you know, the past couple times we've seen him. He's been pretty much leading that reserve unit. Uh, they tried to double-team him, but he got off the double-team, uh, came around, drove to the basket, and then dropped it off to Duan Hernandez. 
who had a good look to lay it up for the win, but somehow he had the ball way too low and he went up for a shot and got blocked. But that block somehow, like, if at first it sunk both of our hearts. We are like, oh, because was playing really well and we wanted to see him make that bucket. It would have been hilarious, but... Uh, he got blocked, and the block landed right into Stanley Johnson's hands, so the Sandman was able to put up a game-winning floater with five seconds remaining. Uh, great to see him hit a game-winning basket. Never thought I would see that anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> it, it was fun to see some of these reserve guys. Man, We really don't see them too often, so seeing them get this chance and seeing them actually like get to play, get some real minutes was really good to see. And overall, it was a great game to watch. Fun and exciting uh, night to end and the way to end it. Uh, winning that comeback moving on to the los angeles clippers versus the nuggets you know the nuggets tough run here they just versus the lakers now they're versus the clippers um clippers won this game 124 to 111 and shot a better percentage from the field 54 percent versus 49 percent the three-point percentage is roughly the same but the nuggets slightly out rebounded and out assisted the clippers the nuggets also had more turnovers the clippers dominated the second half coming back from an eight-point deficit at halftime uh, Paul George and Kawhi obviously led the way like usual with 27 and 26 points respectively. Kawhi chimed in with five boards, three assists, two steals on nine for 16 shooting. Whereas George contributed four rebounds, four assists, and three steals on nine for 20 shooting. Lou Williams also had a good night like we usually see from him with 23 points, two rebounds, seven assists, and one steal on eight for 13 shooting. Jeremy Grant led the Nuggets with 25 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 steal on 9 for 14 shooting. Jokic also had 17, 7, and 3 on 7 for 11 shooting from the field. Um, the, Clif- the Clippers obviously showed their dominance this game, taking care uh, of one of the powerhouses in the West. It will be difficult, uh, for sure a difficult matchup for all teams in that conference. And uh, we will see if, if they end up versing the Raptors in the finals. Now moving on to the Raptors versus Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets continue to find trouble with their tough matchups uh, as they versed, versed this Friday afternoon. They had their usual starters playing about 10 minutes of the game, whereas our only starter that had minutes was Marcus Sol. Kyle, Freddie, Pascal, and OG all set out to rest for the playoffs, uh, while Serge was out with his knee injury. Matt Thomas, Norman Powell, Terrence Davis, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and Marcus Sol consisted of our starting lineup. Uh, so similar to the last game, we expected to see a lot more minutes uh, out of our young core this game. And some of these young players uh, continue to impress us, specifically Paul Watson and Stanley Johnson. We have barely seen them all season and didn't really know what to say about them. But this game, uh, I'm telling you, they came up big, uh, getting 25-plus minutes. Yeah. Um, Stanley Johnson has impressed with his confidence, demanding the ball on plays and running the offense from the two or three position. Um, he had 23 points, four rebounds, and six assists on nine for 16 shooting, including four three balls. He shot well overall, took good looks, and drove hard to the basket, making high IQ plays for the most part. He did, however, have five turnovers, which will we will give him uh, a bit of a break. Um, it is his first big game, and he was handling the ball a lot. Um, Paul Watson was another talent we enjoyed watching for his hard drives and dunks. Uh, he took many good shots, totaling 22 points, six rebounds, and two assists on eight for 13 shooting with four threes of his own, too. Yeah, Jack and Matt were saying, Jack specifically was really praising Paul Watson's game. He liked it a lot. And, you know, we were impressed in general. Haven't seen much of these guys. Paul Watson never really see him on the floor for more than like 30 seconds. And all of a sudden he's coming out and he's taking hard drives to the rack. He's not scared. He's, he's, he's handling the ball. He's making plays. 
taking shots, even Stanley, leaving him open, he's firing. These guys weren't afraid to play. Maybe it's because they knew they had some more minutes. They knew it was going to be a night where they could fully show off their game. Maybe they came in more confident, but I think they just played well overall with that time that they were given. It was great seeing them. Um, Matt Thomas had 12-3-2 on 4-for-6 shooting, while Davis had 14-6-3, but sadly on 5-for-15 shooting. Miller actually shot well, too, with 4-for-5 from the field, two of them being three-pointers, totaling 10 points, one rebound, and three assists. We usually don't see much from him either, so it was nice to watch him contribute. I usually say it to Adam. Usually he's just kind of there just filling a role yeah. of someone on on the floor, but sometimes doesn't contribute. He'll have like <laughs> zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, and he'll just be playing defense and just being a guy in the court. But he actually did decent, took a good shots, good looks. He did good defensively also, showed off some of the experience over other reserve players of the younger guys, actually. So it's good to see him play overall. And PJ, once again, like the last game, I think against the Clippers are talking about, he dropped 20 points for the Nuggets, five rebounds, eight assists, and two steals on six for nine shooting with five threes. And Monte Morris also had 16 points, six rebounds, four assists, and one block on four for 14 shooting. We shot a better percentage this game from the field, 50% versus their 41. And we also shot better from three, 51 versus their 42. We out-rebound them 57-46, which is fantastic. We had the same amount of assists, but slightly more turnovers, 19-16, so not too bad. And we basically came out strong in the start. That's what how the game went. We held the lead for the entire game after that first quarter lead, and we ended it off 117-109 to uh, for the Raps. Great game for the rookies and the reserves to develop and got some proper minutes in the bubble. It was just great to see overall. Good way to end off the season with a win, getting the second-best record in the bubble, 7-1. and one. Moving on to Bucks versus Mavericks. This was just another big game that we thought we'd mention. We had to throw it in here. Um, last Saturday, Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, they got past Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks in double OT with the final score ending up 136 to 132. Doncic had a beautiful stat line that displayed 36 points, 14 rebounds, and 19 assists, which was a career high in dimes and boards. I believe also the he tied LeBron James with the highest amount of assists in the season with 19. He picked up his 17th triple-double of the season and came up clutch play after play in the dying moments to secure the W for his team. He was just absolutely on fire, making beautiful passes. I believe this is the game he did that bounce pass through the legs uh, for like yep. one of the last dimes. So he was just on fire and you know, great game to watch overall. Yeah, Doncic really uh, put his part in for the Mavericks and he's really showing why he's going to be one of the best players in the world one day. And uh, is already, to be honest. Um, his coach, Rick Carlisle, also explained how Luca had a calm demeanor throughout the game and showed great poise in the pressure at moments of the game. Kristaps Porzingis did foul out in the game, but did contribute with 26 points. Dorian Finney-Smith had a career high in points with 27. And Maxi uh, Kleba dropped 15 points on 5 for 8 shooting. On the other hand, the Greek Freak had 34 points, 13 rebounds with 5 blocks, but before fouling out later in the game. Brooke Lopez did his part, beating his career high with 34 points, making six threes and keeping the defense honest and stretching out the floor. Chris Middleton had 21 points and 11 assists on 8 for 12 shooting. Now bringing it to Damian Lillard's final game performances. Um, when Portland needed it the most, the man himself, Dollar Dame, made his name known, ending the season off with five outstanding performances, averaging 44.2 points in those games. The Trailblazers were in the playoff race against the Suns, Grizzlies, and Spurs, trying to lock up the 8th or ninth seed to participate in the Western Conference play-in series. Lillard also got help from fellow teammates Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum in carrying the load, 
but really stole center stage with his fascinating numbers that he's been putting up. Yep, he's been playing fantastic. Uh, Really trying his best to make the playoffs here. Obviously, like we said, close race between all the teams in the West. Those final spots are very tight, and they said if it was not within, I believe, four games or so, the eighth and ninth spot, there'd be the play-in series. So what's going to happen now is the Portland is set off to versus Memphis. Uh, Later on today, we might end up adding this to the episode. And if Portland wins because they came in eighth, they would move on to the playoffs. But if they lose, then there's another game. And then game two, if Memphis beats Portland again, they'll go through. But if Portland wins one of those two games, they're moving forward. Dame, obviously, last couple of games, he had to show out. He had to get his team to that playoff spot. So he played big, scored a huge amount of points and clutched up. But another great story is the Suns. They came really close, 8-0 and season run. They had the best record in the bubble, and they just missed the playoffs. Coming into the bubble, the Phoenix Suns, you know, they slim to none chance of making the playoffs or postseason. But for sure, they did give it their best shot. They won all eight of their seeding games just falling short of the Memphis Grizzlies in ninth seed. Uh, they had the same record, same winning percentage, but the Suns did lose three out of their four meetings with the Grizzlies before the hiatus, which did cost them dearly, obviously, as they did perform their best, and they had to rely on other players and other teams to misperform because Memphis did lose a lot of their games at the start of the bubble, so things were looking perfectly for them, but Portland did their job of closing out the wins, and Grizzlies did come out with the win in their final game over the Bucks, which obviously that's a tough team to beat, and the Bucks probably didn't have their best players on, and you know Memphis ended up pulling out the win. So sad to see the Suns go. We do have to give them respect, though, because they played very hard this bubble. Devin Booker was a different animal. Aiden contributed. They had good players. Bridges, everyone overall performed well, and the team took on you know massive players. They believe at the Clippers. They've got Dallas in their final game. So they took on a lot of hard matchups, and they did their job. So, you know, Good job to them. Special shout-outs. Uh, and it came down you know, to a Brooklyn Nets team who already made the postseason and were just playing for pride. And Damian Lillard, regular season phenom, uh, ended the, uh, the Sun Cinderella story and put their aspirations to bed with a win. After Memphis won, they won, sent them home. So, you know, good to see them play. They still play well, so shout-out to them. But, yeah, now the Raps are set to versus Brooklyn Nets in their first round. The first game is on Monday, which we'll be talking about in next week's recap. I wanted to bring it back to the Phoenix Suns. Um, with Devin Booker and Draymond Green speaking out saying that uh, that Belly. Booker's career is better yeah. somewhere else, do you feel that that Booker can can make a, a winning franchise Phoenix with the pieces he has around them? Because they already kind of have the rebuild set. Now they're just trying to the growth of the team is is, is trying to grow, and uh, they're they're a great coach team, uh, as as uh, many NBA players have said. Um, but what do you think about that, about um, Devin Booker moving team? I think so far, you know, he's been there for a long time. And if he, he could have moved a while back, really, he said he was done not making the playoffs. He's a great player, um, you know, beautiful young talent. I think that he could have moved a couple of years ago. But the fact that he stayed shows that he's got some loyalty to the team and some trust and faith in them. Uh, I'm seeing moving forward, they, the, you know, the years before, around 2016, 2017, they're making a lot of bad moves, giving away pieces like Bledsoe and not getting much in return. But as of recent, they have been making yeah. smart decisions. DeAndre Aiden, good player, as long as he you know focuses on his development, he'll get there. They brought in Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson, another good player, Kelly Oubre Jr. Yeah. So they've been bringing in better pieces, and they've been holding good um, spots in the draft. So their team's going to continue to improve. I think moving forward now, they're starting to get a little bit better. What I've seen in the bubble, if I can see that yeah. outside the bubble in regular season, I have some hope in them that they could be good during the season and you know, possibly – make the playoffs hopefully soon, maybe at the eighth seed spot. 
Um, I hope to see that from yeah. them. But right now, I think that they have been making better moves. So if Devin Booker is going to stay, I hope that they continue to play at that level and make it worth his while. Or else, you know, if he left a couple years ago, it would have done great for him as well. So if he moves, good for him. But if he stays, I'd like to see this whole team, you know, and the organization in general perform well together and help him get to where he wants to be. So we ended up at, uh, watching the Portland-Memphis game just to see what would happen. And obviously it ended... Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers are headed to the 2020 playoffs after a 126-122 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. This game started close, and Memphis took a decent lead in the third quarter. However, Portland took care of business in the fourth following a big clutch performance by C.J. McCollum, who ended up dropping 29 points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block on 11-for-19 shooting. I believe he had 10 of these points possibly in the fourth quarter, so he really clutched up at the end. Dame also pulled up with 31 points, two rebounds, 10 assists, and a steal on 6 or 15 shooting. Carmelo also had a clutch three in the last two minutes. After shooting 0 for 5 from three before that, he ended up with 21 points. Finally, shout out to Nurkic for his stellar play. 22 points, 21 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks on 8 for 14 shooting. Bob Brent led with 35 points, 4 rebounds, and 8 assists on 13 of 28 shooting. Uh, JV had 22 points, 17 rebounds, and 6 assists on 50% shooting. Um, solid from JV. Brooks and Clark contributed 20 points apiece as well. Overall, Memphis shot better from the field from 3, had more rebounds and more assists. They did have, have more turnovers, um, though, and far less free throw attempts. So that clearly was the story of the game. So Kia NBA player of the seeding games, they announced it went to Damian Lillard. Uh, obviously, he had big scoring nights. Six of his games, he had 30-plus points, and four of them were 40-plus points. He obviously has been dominant, fighting for his team to make the playoffs. So I, I understand why that was given to him. This is obviously like the MVP of the bubble games, is what, what they're trying to do. And the NBA coach of the seeding games, they gave it to Monty Williams, of course, for the Phoenix Suns. His team went 8-0. They played fantastic basketball, and they put a, best, a really good shot for a playoff contending chance. So shout-out to them. They played amazing. We talked about these two before, so we'll just move on from here. Okay, and then the, the NBA decided for the Kia NBA All-Seeding Games first team. It was Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, James Harden, and TJ Warren. Yep. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too uh, upset about this first team. Um, our Raptors kind of distributed the scoring and uh, had their nights uh, each individually. And there wasn't one guy really um, playing their best basketball consistent throughout. So I'm fine with that, uh, with that first team. I'm the second team. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Karis Levert, Michael Porter Jr., and Kristaps Porzingis. Um, Karis Levert, we're going to be seeing him mm-hmm. um, in, in probably a week's time. So uh, it's going to be a big matchup, and we have to keep him contained as, as the Brooklyn starts. Yeah, overall, they, everyone played really well. I can see why these are the first and second teams. D-Book, obviously, for the Suns. Doncic, Porzingis, they played well. Damian Lillard. And I understand why we weren't given a position because, you know, one night it was Kyle. Next night it was Freddie's game, a career high. We kind of had a good night for every person every other night. And obviously, we played our bench a lot more during the last couple of games because we were in a good position, whereas Portland was fighting for that playoff spot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that, that pretty much wraps it up. We hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, of course, with visuals. Uh, check out Instagram for more NBA content. We got news. We have box scores, everything basketball-related. But we are... Rapsville, uh, Raptors page so you can find us on Instagram at Rapsville and yeah that's pretty much it hope you all enjoyed that's us signing out peace peace